0: No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Slate's working Podcast is brought to you by Braintree. Looking to set up payments for your business? Braintree gives your app or website a payment solution that accepts just about every payment method with one simple integration. Plus, we'll give you your first $50,000 in transactions fee free. To learn more, visit braintreepayments.com slash working. Working is also brought to you by The Message, a new podcast series from GE Podcast Theater.
1: Hi, Nikki Tomlin here, and I'm the host of The Message. I'll be following a team of elite cryptographers as they decode a highly classified radio transmission. To sum it up, extraterrestrials. The Message on iTunes. The following podcast contains explicit language. Welcome to Working, Slate's podcast about what people do all day. I'm Arun Vanigopal, a reporter at WNYC and host of its Micropolis series, which takes on issues of race and identity. On today's episode, we talk with someone who's paid to hurt people, hurt and demean them, humiliate their pathetic selves, show them who the f***'s the boss.
2: What's your name and what do you do? Hi, my name's Conrad and I'm a professional master.
1: Tell me what that is.
2: It's when you get paid to um, torture people, tie them up, and do all those fun S&M things to
1: them. So we're in the world of S&M.
2: Yeah, that's right.
1: And tell me where we are right now.
2: You're in my dungeon in the Lower East Side, and uh, it's covered wall-to-wall in um, soundproofing and sex toys.
1: So I am staring like above your head at this wall. What's all this stuff? It looks like, you know, whips and such.
2: Yeah, it's a lot of corporal punishment stuff and then bondage and uh, I've got some stun
1: guns and clamps, like nipple clamps. So I see over there as I entered your dungeon, um, I saw a hand moving, somebody sort of waving at me. Tell me who that is behind that black sheet. Uh, That is uh, my slave,
2: she has nothing better to do than be here, so.
1: <laughs> can slave say anything to us?
2: No, not really. Slave's not allowed to talk because um, see, she's holding a stun gun in her right hand.
1: That's a stun gun.
2: Yeah, you can see it poking out there. So.
1: Yeah, I do see something. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have guessed it's a stun gun.
2: Yeah, so she knows that if she drops a stun gun or giggles or says anything without me asking her, she'll get um, electrocuted by that.
1: That's the price she has to pay.
2: Yeah. Yeah, she consented to
1: that. So, so tell me about about this. How long you've been doing this? Uh, eight years. And how did you get into this business? I used to be an investment banker
2: for a while, and then I I stopped that and decided to go the opposite way of like living with money and like working and stuff. And so I became like a, a squatter and a freegan.
1: From investment banking to freegan. mm Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty serious.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the last thing that I was going to give up before I would be completely money free was my cell phone and my cell phone bill. And you know, I was, I was at the end of the line of my money. And I met someone that was a dominatrix, and she said that that I could do that work, and it, it would be really fun. And it's, she said, it's better than prostitution because it's, you know, you're not having sex for money. And then, was that a burp? What
1: was that noise? Like ball gag. What? Your ball gag? Oh my god. What happens is your ball gag getting like doesn't it get kinda like wet and all suffocating? Uh-huh. Oh
2: god. I'm gonna have to stun gun you. Yeah. Uh huh. What? I not laugh. Okay, but don't make that noise again or I'll stun gun you.
1: Is it okay that her um her face is being revealed now? Oh well she can't help that, so, yeah. so she's got a blindfold on and a ball gag. Yeah. Is there a pricing structure that you that you can share?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, um, men in this business make a different kind of money than women, as far as I understand. Women can charge like crazy amounts of money, and men not so much. Um, I charge hourly, like uh, you know, depends. Like I mean, basically two fifty an hour. That's basically what I charge. But I like to rack up the hours. I like to do like overnight travel. And multiple hour sessions, like my, my minimum sessions, two hours, but, uh, I don't even like push that anymore. I try to do just four hour sessions.
1: How long is this session with the slave?
2: I don't know. A couple hours. Yeah. A couple hours. I mean, you know, it varies.
1: A lot of this is about inflicting pain. Is that right?
2: Well, there's many, there's many different aspects to it. And, um, it's mostly about, about power Like, if you wanted to like find a common denominator, it's not the pain; it's the power. The person that inflicts the pain is usually the person with the power, and uh, it's the power to torture. It's the power to bind with bondage. It's the power to deny. The power to tease. You know, humiliate, and all these all these power forms of like demonstrations of power um, relate to submission too, because the submissive has to actually submit to these things. For them to be consensual,
1: and so it's just like there's only some portion of society who you think this is meant for.
2: Basically, yes, but um, I think that if you if you're patient enough, and if you if you educate someone, you can help most people to to broaden their sexual horizons,
1: which you think would. Inherently make them happy, or
2: yeah, yeah, make them happier, make their partners happier, you know, like rekindle sex lives and relationships and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've I've coached relationships before, and um, and they've they've always said that they've benefited from it, you know.
1: From this, yeah. From Submission. learning about,
2: yeah, learning about kinky stuff.
1: Is this the kind of thing? Like before, I walked in here, I was a little intimidated. I was like, yeah, dungeon, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, man, what, what's this place going to be like? Is it going to be like this dark, dank place? I did not expect, you know, the sun streaming in through the window. I, I also didn't expect a slave, behind, you know, hanging yeah. on, the, on, on the wall or whatever. <laughs> that was a pleasant surprise. <laughs> but is there some kind of a thing that unifies the experience in cr- terms of how different people do it? Sort of like, you know, an intimidating, scary kind of a situation? Or is that just my misconception? Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. So you're. Are you asking that? Um, is it mostly a scary, intimidating uh, environment that I that I would create, or other people?
1: Yeah. Are like is yeah. is like when people say a dungeon, that evokes yeah. a certain thing. Yeah. Is that um you know is that the way it usually is or no?
2: Yeah, it depends. You know, if they're into that, sure. Yeah, you could start off like that. Um, some people are just they're only turned on if they're completely insulted and humiliated, and then other people if they're totally scared like some people like the minute they come to the door they want to be like thrown on the ground and s- restrained and kidnapped and stun gunned and and they want the intensity to be that high and that's the only way they could be turned on
1: is everything legal um yeah
2: yeah i mean the legal system is really is really weird right now because uh, the the whole world is talking about decriminalization Amnesty International had a a plead for uh, decriminalization uh, worldwide. And there's this really weird thing with the Rent Boys uh, raid
1: that happened recently. Yeah, tell me about that. I mean, I've heard some about it. I know a little about it. But what's it look like from your angle?
2: Yeah, well, Rent Boys has been out here in this country and worldwide for like, I think, 18 years. I don't know the numbers exactly. But they've been working to keep... Male sex workers off the streets and safer by allowing them to to advertise online and be able to screen their clients and and uh, and have like a a trail of you know an electronic trail of who their clients are through these these websites, and that's that's been a really good thing. It's never caused any. Problems, legal problems, you know, for Rent Boy that they've been doing this, and all of a sudden, you know, Homeland Security went after them and, and uh, arrested everybody.
1: Homeland Security of all the agencies, why Homeland Security? Yeah, yeah. Well, they said that um, that these uh, jihadi uh, slaves and, and uh, yeah. masters. <laughs>
2: you're right. You're right. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. No, there's no, there's no threat to like Homeland Security through Rent Boy to me, like the only explanation for it would be, um, is that they just wanted to seize their money that was overseas.
1: What about your business here? Is there, is there anything where it's sort of gray area or is it pretty much all above board?
2: Yeah, no, you have to pay taxes and, um, you have to, um, you know, follow the, the laws and stuff. You don't want to get in trouble in this business. Um, even though the, there's, it's a gray area of what's, what's legal. Cause, The law says that prostitution is anything that's sexual contact for money or conduct. I can't can't remember if it was conduct or contact. Probably conduct. So it's a gray area. So if you touch someone sexually, then that could be considered prostitution, you know, even though you're not having sex with them. So
1: you've never had sex with a client?
2: That's a weird area also, you know, like, uh, have I had sex with a client? Yes. Have I gotten paid to have sex with a client? No, I don't advertise sex for money. That's not the business I'm in. I do have personal relationships with people that that have been my clients. And, you know, then there's a point where, you know, if you're in a relationship with someone and you have sex with them, it's a normal progression. But I don't have sex with them for money.
0: This episode of Working is brought to you by Braintree, code for easy mobile payments. Maybe you're working on the next Uber, Airbnb, or GitHub, then why not use the same simple payment solution that helped them become what they are today? Braintree makes mobile payments so fast, easy, and seamless, it's almost magical. Add it to your app with just a few lines of code, and you're instantly ready to accept Apple Pay, Android Pay, PayPal, Venmo, credit cards, even Bitcoin. And if some other way to pay comes along, we'll support that too. Braintree's fast payouts and continuous support means you'll always be ready, whether you're earning your first dollar or your billionth. To check it out for yourself, visit braintreepayments.com/slash-working.
1: Are your clients typically scared when they first walk in here, first time they come in?
0: Yeah, a lot of them are shaking and
2: nervous and sweating, and their, their palms are sweaty. Yeah, I can tell when they're nervous, and I try to just like get past the the nervousness as soon as possible. Restrain them, you know, start talking to them. It's helpful if you if you you know what things. To do when you know, like, if there's something going wrong with someone, because clients can just freak out and then just leave, or say they want to leave, or say "word" or whatever, and then and then you don't get paid. So, so it's good if you can disarm these situations. Are you worried
1: for your own safety?
2: Yeah. Well, um, the thing about the about my business is that um, I need to be able to screen my clients really well, and um, without Rent Boy. I'm not able to screen my clients nearly as well. There's a, there's a lot of like safety involved in being behind closed doors and being on the internet and being able to like, to send people like a form to fill out, to send people like data on like, you know, what it's going to be like and, and to ask them for, for data, you know, like what, what is your experience? What are you interested in? And to have like a, a, digital record of all this stuff who they are what their email addresses is is, their phone number all this stuff it just adds to the safety in my my life and um in my job and and now that rent boy's gone I have to do a lot of a lot of my stuff uh you know out out at parties where I don't know who people are you know or word of mouth I mean that's that's a little safer but But there's not a trail, a digital trail of safety. And um, a lot of other people that are in this business um, that are not DOMs or whatever... They're even in worse shape. Like they have to go out and like just go to go to nightclubs and walk the streets and stuff. And that's that's really the most dangerous um, place of all. And all that's not necessary. Like prostitution is the oldest profession. Sex work is the oldest profession. We all know that. And uh, it's never going to end. You're never going to eradicate it. You're just going to like punish and uh, and imprison people for doing something that they're they're never going to stop doing it if that's what they like to do. It would be a lot better for people like me and other people uh, in this business if the government would just relax and stop policing, you know, a victimless crime.
1: Is there something when people talk about Conrad that it's like what's your USP? What's your unique selling proposition? What makes you stand out in this crowd? Well, I used to be the
2: only, like, gay leather S&M master that i knew about uh in the beginning eight years ago it was just me and uh, and also i'm like i'm a very macho like i'm like manly you know straight acting dom so a lot of the the gay sex workers are are not so like hetero acting so that was like my selling point but now there's so many, like, S&M people. I don't know. You know, with Fifty Shades of Grey, there's, like, a thousand of them out there.
1: So that's really had a big impact on the industry. Yeah. And do people come to you after seeing the film or reading the book?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, people are... It's so easy to talk to people. I can just be in an airplane, and and uh, if I want to, like find my common ground with someone to talk about this uh, i'll just will ask them if they read the book and they'll be like oh yeah i read the book or no way that's stupid i don't understand what that's all about so it's just so easy to break the ice now
1: so do you say oh this is what i do for a living
2: yeah if they if I, I check i check you know if they're gonna be receptive to it or not you can drop little hints here and there and you'll know if they're receptive or
1: not and so some of them are going to be like they're not necessarily going to be like into it but they're like open to the idea that the person that they're sitting next to in the plane does this and how do you introduce yourself what do you say like you say like i'm a a master what do you call it
2: yeah yeah well most people understand dominatrix more than master so i'll, I'll just say i'm like a male dominatrix
1: a dominator
2: yeah but that that gets confusing too though if you say i'm a dominator it's just weird
1: i have no idea if that's a word i'm just yeah. saying it do yeah. people actually say that no, ever no the term is master yeah now, um you don't have in terms of work wise you don't like you're not in leather, and that kind of thing you're just wearing like jeans and a black t shirt is that normal
2: uh yeah, 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 I got my black t shirt on and uh, my boots over there. I try to have a like a kinky look, you know. About my outfit at all times, um, but you're you're saying that this doesn't look very kinky. Well, yeah, you're right. It doesn't look totally kinky, but I have my leather wristband on, and uh, it's little little things that you use to like advertise. You know, of course, when I when I go to the airport, I like to be all decked out in leather because that's when I really want to advertise uh, because you have a lot of access to a lot of people with money and and they're all like bored, you know, just killing time between flights and stuff. So it's a great time to meet people.
1: That's interesting. So you're advertising in public spaces and conversations get started, you start conversations uh-huh. and occasionally you get clients that way?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um it's it's the oldest kind of advertising. It's it's just you want to represent visually what your product is, you know, you don't want to be wearing flowers and like have a feather in your hair, you know, if you're you're selling sex, S&M sex. Uh, So, yeah, yeah. And so people, you'll know, you know, if someone's like looking at you or making eye contact and then, and if you're dressed in a certain way, you know that that they're going to be interested in some leather S&M, you know.
0: Hi, Nikki
1: Tomlin here, and I'm the host of The Message. I'm going to take you
0: into an elite cryptography think tank and check it out. Their top project right now is to decode a highly classified radio transmission from the 1940s.
1: Have you listened to it yet?
0: Not yet. Uh, We're having a discussion about that. But if I offered you the chance to listen to it right now, Um, sounds like a no.
1: Well, we don't really know what it is. Voices. Not going to mess with that thing. To sum it up, extraterrestrials. Subscribe to the message on iTunes. You periodically look over at your slave. What are you looking for?
2: Um, well, we have a little safe word that we uh, that we agreed to where if her hands are starting to hurt, I told her to, to shake the chains and, and then I would know that she needed them to come down.
1: So she, right now she should be feeling a lot of, um, I guess, either numbness or maybe some discomfort in her arms, right? Or maybe her back as well?
2: Uh, yeah, her shoulders, her, her hands are probably getting a little numb. And uh, who knows, maybe her neck hurts. But she's doing okay, she likes it. She's got nipple clamps on her, on her tits. I think I heard a small laugh coming in from her.
1: Uh-oh. <laughs> that doesn't sound like suffering, man. <laughs> well, if she laughed, if she really laughed, then I'm, I'm going to have to stun gun on her. Is there, like, are there settings on the stun gun? Like, do you, like, put it low? Like, I mean... The
2: only way to, like, give her a less than full-on, like, stun is to, um, just, like, give her, like, a residual, like... Stun. do you want to try it i can do it on you uh, i'm not sure if there's a legal thing you know what i'll just <laughs> watch a <laughs> legal thing
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's,
2: that was a good evasion you just did I'm
1: pretty pathetic isn't it no it, that was pretty good <laughs> i have to look at my contract yeah i gotta, gotta <laughs>
2: talk to the the company lawyer about that i'll get back to you <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god i see a couple swords over there they're kind of yeah. grabbing my eye are those related to your work
2: Um, yeah, those are just eye candy. I mean, I can pull it out and, like, you know, tease her with it. She doesn't really care much for swords, but I have a really cold sword in the freezer that, that, um... Can you show me? Sure. Because she likes temperatures. Oh, does she? Yeah.
1: Hot and cold temperature play? That's your freezer you're opening up here in the kitchen.
2: Yeah.
1: So I keep this,
2: this little... Little sword on and deep freeze and
1: oh, that's like that's an actual
2: weapon isn't it or is it my oh, wrong? Yeah, no it's a real weapon it'll really cut somebody up so I'm touching her with it and she doesn't really get scared too much about the uh, the cutting because she trusts me, but the temperature play is interesting I don't want to mark her up
1: has that happened before
2: Um, yeah still getting to know this one.
1: So have you made mistakes on the job that are, you know, you hurt people accidentally? Um, yeah, yeah.
2: Unfortunately, um, if, you're hurt, if you hurt someone that's a new client, the odds are you're not going to hear about it because they're submissive. They're probably just going to, like, never come back. I mean, I don't like to hurt people, and I don't know for sure if I've hurt people, but I would imagine that I probably have because I have played with people that – that uh, that I might have hurt and that haven't come back. And so I have to assume that maybe they didn't come back because it just didn't feel right. But but as far as like the clients that I have that I've kept for a long period of time, I would know if I've hurt them. Hurt them. Of all the people I've played with, I've, I hurt one person um, with some rope suspension. I hurt his back. I think he had a pre-existing condition. And then I hurt another person that his balls were um, uh, hurt. He's using he a ball, torture and stuff, and that was going to happen sooner or later because it was very extreme. Like um, I put those weights on his balls over there. Ouch! He can take 50 pounds of weight on his balls. I thought 13 pounds was a lot before I started playing with this guy.
1: This sounds like those uh, Hindu kind of like you know these religious sort of uh, ecstasies people go into. Mm, yeah, what talking about sure, yeah, 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 sure, sure, like a trance. Is it like a trance? Is it is it
2: spiritual? Uh, it can be. Yeah, I mean something really primal happens after you reach a certain point and you, you become something other than your normal state and everyone's is different. Uh, and it's beautiful to observe it, to be a part of it. And not only does, do they get transformed, but I get transformed by, by the adrenaline and, and the, you know, there's like, it's not only is it like exciting, uh, intellectually and sexually erotic, but it 's also a catharsis because uh, for the top because i 'm actually doing hard exercise and if I, if we 're doing it right they 're taking all kinds of pain and i 'm straining myself like very very much and we 're both like at our at our peak performance, and so i 'm getting a workout and like you know exerting myself. As much as I can, and uh, and I, if I prolong that enough, and uh, and they're taking all of the pain I'm, I'm giving, then it's this this wonderful like crescendo that both of us have at the same time.
1: Do you plan on sticking with this job, or is there something else you want to do in life? Uh, yeah, I was just talking to
2: this gentleman. Uh, his name is Daddy, and he owns Daddy's Reviews. It was named Daddy's Reviews was named in the Rent Boy uh, raid, um, like the complaint the criminal complaint but uh daddy was I've been in touch with daddy about um about you know how how to help you know defend rent boy and and be an activist and like decriminalize prostitution and uh and he he you know randomly just just commented uh unprovoked that I can work until I'm 60 <laughs> I'm 42 and I don't see any end in my career anytime soon. And, uh, cause I, at 34, that's when I got into this. I thought my sex life was, was over. I thought I was as a sexual, you know, commodity, I'm done. Um, uh, because the people I was dating were interested in, in 20 something men. And then, and then after I became 30 something, I wasn't attracted to to those people anymore, and I thought I was over. over. and uh, And then I I started um, doing s and all of a sudden somebody was like mentioned me as like like daddy, you know, like oh look at this leather daddy, he's so hot. And then and then it just clicked in my brain that oh my god, there is there is sex sexual you know desirability after 30, after all, and it's called daddy, you know, like. The daddy persona, you know, I know I have like gray hair on my face and and, you know, people seem to like it. So I had I have a second uh, a second sexual peak, you know, and I'm it's still not over. <laughs>
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of Working. We'd love to hear your thoughts about this podcast. You can email us at working at slate dot com and dig through our first three seasons at slate dot com slash working. This episode was produced by Jason DeLeon, our senior producer is Mike Volo, and our executive producer is Andy Bowers. I'm Arun Vanigopal. See you next time on Working.
0: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chabacasino.com.